I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. I am stressing to you. You take this outfit home, and you burn it. But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. One-on-one, I'm undefeated, never lost. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. That's over. It's reached. It's over. Way downtown. Bang! Bang! Oh, what a shot from Curry. I thought it was going to score. Oh, can you believe this? Go, go. USA are the leading miracle. Yes! And we are live. The North remembers. Let's do it, man. Welcome to the Wide Open Sportscast. I am Rick. And I am Feds, and welcome to episode two. Two. Let's get this going on the road, man. But first, before we get going, how are you doing? How was your week? Dude, awesome week. Sunday just set my my mood for the rest of the week uh i had the pleasure on sunday of meeting my favorite soccer team tottenham hotspur in new york yeah you I, know I, i'm gonna be talking about them a lot diehard fan they're my by far my favorite team um and what made it awesome is i get there and i'm like all right there's maybe gonna be three players like no one really knows about them they'll maybe have like a harry kane or a christian erickson i feel like a lot of signings are kind of like that the entire team yeah every starter Every main player was there, and it was just the it was the experience of a lifetime. Meeting Deli Alley, Musa Dembele, Kane, Aldevero, the again the entire we were people were like kind of sneaking and peeking out the window because yeah. there was in the Nike Town, uh, New York City by Grand Central, and there was a glass window, and people saw like all these little vans and cars pulling up with Tottenham stuff on, it, and they're like, okay, that's the players. And then this giant, giant coach bus rolls out, and you just see the whole team run out. But it was, dude, it was awesome. The game itself, Tottenham was down 2 nothing. 85th minute, five minutes to go. They come back, right? Tie the game, 2-2, an extra time. Everyone's going nuts. They're playing Roma. 20 seconds later, Roma literally grabs the ball, puts it down, goes downfield, scores and wins. Oh my God! <laughs> there was a there was a bad call. One Heartbreak. The, the, the Tottenham player got pushed in the box. There was no call, and they just tapped it in, and they won three to two. But it was literally just in thirty seconds of oh my God, they just tied the game in five minutes, but then they just blew it in twenty. <laughs> oh my God, dude! I, I feel so bad for you. But I mean, it's you know, it's preseason. They had the guts to fight back, and Roma. You know, when I start talking about soccer and tactics and everything about that, when the Premier League season starts in about two three weeks now. Yep. They need, Tottenham plays a very aggressive, you know, forward-flowing style of play. Of course. But they struggle against teams that sit back on defense, which is what they played Roma, Serie A, the Italian League. That's what most of those teams do. They just sit back and play defense. Yeah. And Roma's one of the best at it. So it was good for them to have that experience of playing a very defensive team in the preseason who's one of the best in the world at doing it other than juventus who's the number one team in italy it's the italian league's like whoever can play the best defense wins okay you know so but how was your week um honestly my week was kind of uneventful it was good work week for me at uh at the family business but i uh there was one thing that kind of stood out for me this week it's kind of i just find it kind of funny uh every monday and about every monday and wednesday i play in a poker league 
It's free poker. Uh, if you win, you get like a hundred and some dollars. Yeah, I've but seen but it's a a, but there's about like sixty people in. Right. But I usually play with the the same group. We we generally try to sit at the same table because we're we're friends. We try to conversate with each other. Right. And we got on the topic of alcohol drinks. Uh, the one guy he is about thirty two years old. Uh, he he told me about this one drink that he had to do on his twenty first birthday. It's the first time I ever heard it, and it's called a Jersey Turnpike. Have you ever heard of this? No. It is fucking disgusting. I can only imagine something called the Jersey Turnpike. What it what it is is you know the bar mats on on the bars. Yeah. Uh, when bartenders are mixing drinks, uh, they probably accidentally spill some of the drinks. Right. What a Jersey Turnpike is is they ring it out into a shot glass. Oh no. And you have to take that shot. That is like the most foul thing I've ever heard. I I thought when that is vile. When I was when I was twenty one, I thought when I had to do a four horsemen, which is uh, Johnny, Jack, Jamo, and Jose. Yeah, I believe. It's a, yeah, it's a four J's. Yeah, it's just that was hard. I can't imagine the putting un- unknown unknown whatnot in there: dirty water, Sprite, vodka, and tequila. Mold. Mold, maybe. I hope they washed their mats when they did that, but that was kind of like the thing that stood out to me this week. Besides, dude, uh, it, it's pretty awful. But I would never want to do that, and thankfully, I'll never turn twenty-one again, uh, unless you believe in rebirth. But no. well, you know how they? I I don't agree with the term at all. Obviously, we both being from New Jersey, and they always joke around about saying, "Well, you know, New Jersey's well, the armpit." The Jer- of yeah. America. The only time I heard of a Jersey Turnpike is with, like a dance move when a girl like gets down on like all fours and like shakes her ass in front of a guy. But right, that's that's the only Jersey Turnpike I ever heard. I never heard it as a drink. I I had to look it up on Ur- Urban Dictionary, and it, it was true what it was. I mean. I don't think New Jersey's the armpit of America, but a Jersey Turnpike is definitely the armpit of shot and, and uh, hard yeah. liquor drinks. Yeah, that's true, man. But uh, besides that, let's uh, let's get into the real action, some sports, and we have some good stuff coming up right now. And let's say this. LeVar Ball says he's undefeated one-on-one in all time. You know what he's not undefeated against? What's the that? The zebras. The refs. Yeah, man. Uh, what what happened with that? I'll let you go and on with so, this. So he's had a pretty interesting week as well. Um, starting on Monday, as you guys should know, big baller brand. You can't afford a $500 sneaker. You're not a big baller. But not to interrupt, it, today was the first time I ever went on big baller brand's website. And what was that like? Uh, I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. They have they had a hat on there. I think it was the, the hat that LeVar Ball wore on the draft day. It was the black and gold one. Yeah. It's sold out now. Guess how much they were selling that for? Got to be at least a hundred. Yeah, exactly, a hundred dollars for a fucking hat. The rest of the hats are fifty, and then there's one that's like thirty-two, which is actually kind of normal now. But they're selling hats for fifty and a hundred dollars, and I, I guess people are buying them, which is fucking crazy. It just proves that Levar Ball's what he's doing is working in marketing. It's crazy. But now here's my question for you. Would you get the $100 hat? Fuck no. You're not a big baller. I am not a big baller. <laughs> I, I am I am happy playing small ball on my little podcast. I totally agree with you on that one. Just imagine we get him as a guest one day. Oh, my <laughs> I God. I could do the Stephen Jackson, something is wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> but um, something but is definitely that. wrong with him after Monday. Um, 
big ballers. He's also that's the name of the basketball team that he coaches, the AAU team. His son Lamella balls there. They played Zion. It was the number one and number two prospects in high school played yes. against each other. Mm-hmm. But before that, in this tournament in Vegas on Monday, um, big ballers are playing in a playoff game in the second half and winning comfortably. Yes, Lavar Ball gets a technical foul and walks his team off the court. What and do you get a technical foul for? Like just running his mouth? challenging saying that's not a reach and it was like the ref called the reach he's like that's not a reach and i guess the ref had enough and gave him a t and he goes guys we're done you, you just made it sound like he was like an angel there i think it was a uh, probably a few more words it, spread there it was like it was like a culmination of him just going at the okay. ref yeah all game and he just the ref just had enough and he said guys we're done and walked his team off of a playoff game that they were winning in the second half and they forfeited because of it so wait, so why is he? Why are there, Why is their team still playing this tournament? Then is it a different tournament? So now they're in like another different, like a showcase. It's like a, it's like an Adidas Vegas showcase. Oh, now. okay, yeah, because I, I read an article about how the crowds are overfilling these gymnasiums. Oh yeah, uh, it's crazy. You see like three rows deep standing around the court for high school basketball. Yeah. I, I couldn't imagine. I, I went to a pretty big high school, Hunter and Central, and yeah. my graduating class was a thousand people. Uh, I'm our our football games and sometimes our, our basketball and wrestling events. We got a lot of people, but I could never imagine our gymnasium being filled with like thousands of people. Yeah, they like, it was overfilled, and like cops need to be there to uh, try to uh, hold down the crowd because it gets a little rowdy at times. There, I was reading. But that's that's freaking crazy. I mean, good for these kids. And again, uh, like what you said, it obviously what Lavar's doing is working. It. I mean, yeah. I mean, I honestly, per- personally, I've never I never heard of this AAU league before this year. Right. And I mean, pro- I mean, uh, no, I, I heard it. I I did hear of it, but not as much. Obviously, you know, it's only if you really like play basketball. Like my brother played AAU, went to like the national championships a few years with his team. It's like. Basically, it's competitive travel basketball. It's not like, oh, I just do a travel team, whatever. It's You go to national championships, you get recruited. It's for, you know, the best of the best. Especially when you get to those... You, my brother went to the one of the national championships, and they lost every game by like 30, 40 points, because at that time, my brother was in third grade. They had kids who were in third, fourth grade who were 6'6 six, six and dunking. <laughs> just shows the type of competition that you see. I no, I'm not even. That. I'm not even lying. Like, no, I no, to, I, b- I believe you. I used to practice with my brother's team. He was when they were in fifth grade. They went to Memphis for the nationals. The kid I used to have to guard was six three in the fifth grade, and is now a starting offensive lineman for Rutgers football. That's fu- that's fucking crazy. But then, so so back to Lavar today. Um, today again, same thing. Running his mouth, going crazy, and he receives a technical foul from a female ref, and again takes his team off the court. And turns around and says, either she goes or I go. And Adidas, obviously wanting to keep him there because, as you said, the crowds, the publicity, everything that goes Adidas with it. Adidas wants big baller brand. Correct. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. I'm just making that they up. They switch the ref mid-game. Take the girl ref out and put a new ref in after a 25-minute delay. Did he still get that technical? Yes, he did. And then he got a second technical from the replacement ref, got ejected, refused to leave the court, and they ended the game two minutes early. 
Because he wouldn't leave the court after he got teed up. He doesn't care about the... uh, It just sounds like he doesn't care about these these kids. He's all about himself, which is really sad. Yeah. Uh, But, I mean, great for his brand. Right, because I was going to ask you, you know, he wanted this whole thing saying she should stay in her lane and she had a personal vendetta against me and said that the only reason she did is to be like, oh, look at me, I teed up LeVar Ball, I'm cool. Like, went on this whole, like, five-minute rant. How are these instances affecting not only his son, but the other kids on Big Ballers that he's coaching? Like, how do you think that's got to have an effect on them? This is twice in a week. The They've only, almost stormed off. The whole team stormed off the court because they're coaching. The only way this is going to affect the kids, I think, it, I mean, it will affect the kids, but it will affect the kids, like, kind of mentally. Like, thinking, like, they need to act like this. Which, which they can't, they shouldn't. I mean, it's very poor. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... NBA is all about personalities. Right. Uh, I mean, example of personality today, Ky- Kyrie Irving is uh, not responding to any calls from the Cavaliers' front office. Well, just it's, wait. We're going to get into that later. That's yeah, good. But, but, I mean, the NBA is all about personalities. So he's, he's molding them to have these personalities. Well, especially his sons. I don't know if there's any, anyone else on those team, on his team at least. It, it's probably just his team that yeah. I worry about. Uh, that would either, one, make the NBA, or two, be molded by this. I think, I mean, I know when I was, uh, was it LaMelo, the kid that's playing yeah. right now? When I was his age, I was definitely impressionable. Looking back now, I was definitely impressionable. Oh, yeah, dude. As a three-sport coach for my high school, every single team you play is a direct reflection of your coach. Yeah. 100%. You look at coaches, and then you look at their players, it's a direct reflection. And it's no different, obviously, at that age, especially high school. High school, you, you're still in the age where like, you imitate what you see. And I just feel like when I see big ballers playing, like that team, they're only in the news. They're not in the news for winning. It's like when things go wrong. It's like they were in the news a week, like a month ago because LaMelo was like three for something, like three for 12. Yeah, he, he had a bad game. And they were there filming it. Well, so, so did Lonzo, his first summer league game, and then he kicked happened. ass. And then, he became the MVP. now all the stuff with LeVar. And then even when they played um, the team with Zion on it in this showcase, they lost that too. And the highlight was that they, LaMelo, and Big Ballers lost to someone. I haven't heard anything yet when Big Ballers have actually won a game. But then yet again, as you said, and this is my next question for you before we move on, how is this affecting Big Baller? You already hit on it a little bit. It's no, I mean the way uh, America loves drama. It's great. It's yeah. great for them. I mean, th- this marketing is unheard of. Uh, oh, mostly unheard of, especially for kids. Right. Uh, and it's it's great for the brand, in my opinion. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't like it, but it's great for the brand because they're gonna. It's gonna sell T-shirts. It already has sold T-shirts. Oh yeah. The only thing it really hasn't sold, sold was sold a freaking one hundred dollar hat. <laughs> it sold out freaking one one hundred dollar hats. I mean, I don't know how many they made, but they were one hundred dollars and they were selling. It was crazy. Also, I thought it was funny today when I was on the website. Uh, I remember a couple months ago, uh, he was like, "Yeah, Big Baller Brand's not a woman's brand, but they have women's clothes on it, like women's T-shirts on it." But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's all I have to say about LeVar Ball. Well, actually, no, that's not. Because, actually, this uh, we're recording this on Friday the 28th. Uh, and today, at right, right before we started recording, uh, Shaquille O'Neal just came out with a diss track 
we're gonna we're gonna play it for you guys uh we're gonna kind of react to it on on the fly but uh yeah it's it's pretty good it's i mean Shaq is he the best rapper ever no but he's decent for being an amateur rapper and it's pretty good dude let's uh let's hit that up right now hey me and Melo against him and Shaq with Beats pretty solid. Yeah, you ain't like me, but you like me. You a part. I've been with many people. Being a part-time DJ. Connected. Add more music. Dudes talking loud. I don't understand. Walk around like they the true big ball of tan. How you think that? I'm about to spit facts. I walk in Reebok in 92. I came out with the shacks. Oh. <laughs> I've been doing this a long time when you was averaging two points riding a oh, that's just You see my t-shirts, <laughs> you see my feet work, it fall a brand. That was me first. How many parades did I give them LA streets? How many rings with Kobe? See, you thought we had beef. How many accolades? How many ceremonies? I had whatever I want, like Tony Tony Tony. You beating me? That's a punch of baloney. You think you male, man? You ain't even Jeff Maloney. Oh. When did you play, huh? What year? Oh yeah, you played for Dallas. Eric Dampier. Listen here, they call me Steph Harden. I make the same salary as Steph and James Harden. 200 plus, 248. You do the math, man. Damn, my life is great. You Shaq wanna battle these? You better have endurance. Before you crash, man, get that general insurance. Or get some icy hot, rub it on your back. Before you break that, around with Shaq. Oh. Down, man. You be doing the most. You know your ass is barbecue chicken in the post. First you can beat yeah. Mike, oh, then you can beat me. Wake that ass up, you having a dream. And when you wake up, Apologize and bow down to my staple center statue hanging off the side of the building. Excuse me, arena. I feel like Martin with this flow. Damn, Gina. You've been caught up in a rapture. And when you watch your soul play, look up in the rafters. Oh, that you is see Magic true. Johnson. You see Jerry West. You see Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Damn, he was the best. Keep looking, man. I know you see this. Number 34 next to Gail Cush Rich. Big Daddy Kane. No, half stepping. I'm more like Will Smith. I am legend. Penny love me. Kobe hate me. D Wade ain't tell me Pat Riley was gonna trade me. That ain't fade me. Nothing fade me. Jerry Maguire with this flow. Pay me. The big ball of brand trust. I am that. I hope you get the message. By telephone effects. Two more things I got to say. You did a great job. I love how your sons play. And little mellow too. Attitude hella cool. Jumper wet, wet like two thoughts in a pool. I learned the game from William Wesley. You can never test me. Cause when I'm done, they gonna remember me like Elvis Presley. Watch your mouth, don't ever step out of line. Shaq O'Neal, bro, greatest of all time. This is a game to me. This is not a sport. My name ain't Shaq. I'm the Black Michael Rappaport. And Big Ball of Brand t-shirts look uncomfortable. Big Ball of Brand t-shirts look uncomfortable. What an ending. All right, Shaq. Dude, that was solid. That was coming so solid. Coming to your, uh, a Spotify playlist near you. Yeah, dude. I, would, I wonder if he's coming out with anything else recent, but yeah. that was pretty solid. He had that, like, that Shaq. I, I do like, thing. I do like, I mean, it was, it was really good. Those lines were sick, but I do like how he... He did. He kind of complimented him as well, saying that he did a really good job with his sons. I guess as as uh, teaching them how to play basketball. Yeah. 
But that was so sick. <laughs> Ryan the Faint averaging two points. <laughs> or at Ryan the Bench. <laughs> but he's undefeated. Never lost. Yeah, that is true. But speaking of things that never lost or may never win, um, guess what is finally opened? What's that? NFL training camp. Finally. 41 days. Uh, yo, so da, 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 da. 41 days. Well, probably, I guess maybe 40 days when this comes out. But regardless, Correct. did uh, I'm I'm a I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I have been for a few years now. Uh, did you see the entrances of AB and James Harrison? No. AB came in in a, in a limo, but the limo was a Rolls Royce from like 1934 convertible. It was sick. It looked awesome. Oh, that's awesome. I, I don't know if it's his car or he rented it, but it just looks like such a solid car because he already has a Rolls Royce. He has it like all tricked out. Right. Like a brand new one. But this one was sick. But my favorite was James Harrison. James Harrison came in in a fire truck. He he got to drive <laughs> the fire truck of the local fire company that was at their camp uh, with the, the sirens going, every, everything blaring. It was sick. But he actually That's uh, classic. But he did he did actually say something uh uh that the reason why he came in in a fire truck. He was like we need to band together like firemen go in all in at once. I like the meaning. That's cool. So that, That's cool. That was pretty sick, but uh training camp, man. 40 some days, 30 days, whatever we're going to post this. Like this is I'm so happy it's here. The bird it's, bird gang is in. The Fans of North Dakota State actually went to when Carson Wentz invited the Eagles wide receivers to, uh, to Fargo, North Dakota to practice. Oh, really? And I, didn't know, I didn't know they video. did that. Yeah, so he invited every Eagle wide receiver, you know, Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, Jordan Matthews, um, Brooke Hans Aguilar, um, and the list. fans actually went out and actually cried <laughs> at the fact that Carson Wentz, a professional football player, actually went back to north dakota to pay homage to back home i mean i i I feel like most 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 players in any league whatever team that they come from uh meaning college mostly they they always go back especially especially if they're successful i mean carson wentz is going to be successful in my opinion but i that's that is really awesome but uh you might be from new jersey but you live in new hope wensylvania yeah man but uh, it, it's all all uh, sparkly gold and everything for every team. No, 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 no. Let's uh, let's start off with some shoulder problems. Yeah, with, with some QBs. Two golden shoulders coming back, and two um, throwing it back to the old days of the original golden shoulder, Chad Pennington. Um, two golden shoulders, Cam Newton and Andrew Luck, both entering training camp off of so- uh, shoulder surgeries. Cam Newton had rotator cuff. I forget what Andrew Luck was. He was the same thing, like not a rotator cuff, but something along the line of another Andrew shoulder. Andrew Luck for the past year has been having so much many troubles. Yeah, I actually I have I have him on my my keeper league fantasy league, and there's part of me that kind of wanted to keep him, but I don't, I'm definitely not now. I'd be stupid. Right. I'd be stupid if I did that because I, I I also did get him pretty late, like eighth round. Okay, I believe which would be good value there, but I'm not keeping him now if he's not gonna not gonna play. Who do you believe is going to have the better bounce back from their surgery? Who's going to have the better of the golden shoulders, Cam or Luck? Uh, Cam needs to, uh, considering what happened last year. Correct. Um, I 
I, I, I mean, I hope both of them. I don't want. I, this is weird. I don't want to choose either of them. Uh, but if I were to choose, I would say Cam. I mean, Cam needs it more than Andrew Luck. Luck is in a more solid situation. Uh, well, they're both in both. They're both in solid situations. But I feel like Luck is more loved than Cam. I agree teams. with that. So Cam needs a better bounce back. I, but they were saying that they're going to uh, try to do more shorter passes. Right. Oh, now that they have McCaffrey, you know, do shorter passes to help protect him because he got dominated last year. He got yeah. hit hard. I mean, all all the things that he was say, saying. Uh, I don't believe that peop- that he's he was being targeted by refs or by people. No, not at all. He was just all. exposed because his line sucked. The same thing, look at the Carolina – I mean, not the Carolina Panthers. The Yeah, obviously look at the Carolina Panthers. The Colts, two key things that that team is missing, an offensive line and a defensive secondary. Yes. I think a peewee football team could pass through that defense. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> it's bad. It is bad. It's not even passing. You look at them try and tackle. I was watching, like, an Eagles-Colts, like, preseason They did game. draft. They did draft for defense. And it's like – and you're watching their defensive backs – and they're just missing the most blatantly right in front of you tackles. Yeah. I, I it's mean, not just like defense, like, oh, I'm, I have, they can't cover a receiver. They can't tackle. They can't tackle. They can't cover. They can't do diddly poo defensively. But doesn't help Andrew Luck at all. Yeah, but Andrew Luck seems like he never curses out his teammates. No, not yeah. at all. And he may need to start doing that if they don't step it up. But, uh,. But speaking of QBs, we got a lot of QB battles going on, man. Yeah, I think I have listed down here. We have a total of we're watching. I'll hit the wide open sports cast. We are watching five quarterback battles um, going into training camp. We are looking at the Denver Broncos with the competition between Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon. Um, I saw today, actually, I just got back from uh, dinner with my parents. Um, they announced today that Paxton and Trevor are going to be switching first-team refs every day. Well, the, um, Paxton the, got the first one today. He got first team today, so Simeon will get it their, tomorrow. Their other quarterback that they drafted, Chad Kelly, mm-hmm. uh, he's possibly going to be out for the year. Yeah, I, I, I read that. I read that today. So, he, I mean, it is between the two of them, but who do you think deserves it more between the two of them? I have to look at it closer. I, I don't think any of them can really lead them to the promised land. That Denver Broncos team is still all defense. Uh, yeah, it's still all defense, and it has been for years. I mean, they got to the playoffs and beat the fucking Steelers with fucking Tim Tebow. Yeah. So, I mean, anything is possible. And a 39-year-old Sheriff Manning when yeah. they beat the, uh, beat the Patriots and then beat Carolina in the Super Bowl all on defense. But um, I'd have to go with Paxson right now. Um, that one's still up in the air. Uh, another one up in the air, Cleveland Browns, Brock Osweiler, who still believes that he is worthy of a starting job in the NFL, saying that my tapes speak for themselves. My game film speaks for itself on why I should be a starter in the Canadian Football League, maybe. Uh, and Cody Kessler, who do you give the edge to there for the Cleveland Browns? Who They might have a little bit more of a rebound, I think. They, they drafted a few nice pieces. My boy uh, Jabril Peppers. So it, you think it's going to be between the two of them? Because they, they drafted a QB as well, right? I believe so. But uh, if it's between the two of them, I mean, uh, I, I think Osweiler probably. I mean, sadly. There um, is one guarantee. What's that? They will have at least three starting quarterbacks this season. 
Yeah, I mean, but, I mean, they're one of those teams that have that. But uh, yeah, I, I have to do Osweiler. How about you? Yeah, I'd have to say Osweiler right now. Um, what about what about next? Which one of these three quarterbacks do you believe will guide the New York Jets to the first round overall pick, who will likely draft their successor, Christian uh, Christian Hackenberg, Josh McCown, or Bryce Petty? Uh, at the beginning of the season, it's not going to be Josh McCown because they—I mean—they're probably—they're they're in the rebuilding stage. They want one of their new newer guys to do it. Yeah. I think Hackenberg probably has the start at this point, uh, and then later in the season, Josh McCown is going to be there. But I mean, you can't forget the uh, the missing link, the missing uh, piece, which is Lucky Whitehead, which is going to return all those kickoffs for them. That would be all their points this year because I don't see them. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask, are the New York Jets going to win a single game? Oh my God, I have uh, the Browns are better than them. Yes, they are. The Browns are better than them. The Browns, the laughing stock of the NFL for like the past since since they lost their team in the late nineties. Yeah, they are better than them. I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean. They're kind of, I guess they're kind of doing the thing which like the 76ers are doing. Trust the process. Let's draft all these players, but it's gonna. It takes a little bit longer with, with a football team. Yeah, there's a lot more players you than than 12 people total, oh. including the bench. Yeah, you got 11 players, 22 if you include both sides of the ball. Well, and then you have special teams, which they have those players, and then they have their bench players. It's like 50-some players. If I was a Jets fan right now, I would be quoting the very famous words of C-3PO. We are doomed. Yes. But, I mean, they're doomed for now, but they'll... I mean, they, they can only they can only go up from here. It, it, that is the literal fact. I mean, they, they could be... The, I, I believe they definitely can be the next team to go 0-16. Maybe, um, maybe they'll win one, but they're definitely going 0-16 this year. Yeah. I, and 100% heard it here last because everyone's fucking saying it yeah uh that they are probably going undefeated i can't see the, i mean i could see them win one or two they may do one of those like we said in the last week's podcast may do one of those miracle games against the patriots where somehow they make it close yeah uh or against maybe some some other team but as of right now they are they are sleeping with the fishes yeah they're dead. They're they're not. They're, they're not. This jet will not be having a successful crash crash landing in the Hudson River. Yes. Um. Next team is actually more of a competitor. Houston Texans. Tom Savage or Deshaun Watson. I want Deshaun Watson. Uh, I don't know if he'll get it, but I want Deshaun Watson. I believe Tom Savage will start in the first four or five weeks, and then Deshaun Watson will take over. Uh yeah, I I can I can see that. Um if if Savage really blows it, but I I just want Deshaun Watson cuz I just I love I loved watching him in college. I I he was when he was on Clemson, he was a lot of fun to watch yeah. cuz he was mobile and also had a good arm. So, I and uh who is it? Mike Mike Vick said he's the next Mike Vick. So, I I want Deshaun Sean Watson, but hopefully get, that's on the field, not off the field. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, I could definitely see Savage starting. Um, up next, the Bears, Mike Glennon or Mitchell Trubinsky. The you have himself. you. 
with the way they traded to get Trubinsky, you have to start him. Like, like the, the Mike Lennon pickup made no sense I, at all. And I mean, it made no sense, but you have to start Trubinsky. Am I saying that Trubinsky? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, M- Mitchell Trubinsky. You have to start him. Like if if you don't start him, then obviously that looks so bad because you 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 bought him in the first round. Yeah. When you when you shouldn't have. Like he definitely he definitely could have fell possibly to the Bears, uh. But he, if if you if you moved up to what was it the second pick they did it to uh, yeah the forty niners yeah yeah uh you have to start him yeah uh even even if he has a bad preseason you have to start him in my opinion oh uh scratch that 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 was a dumb statement only heard on wide open sportscast but uh. we're near here. We're new here, folks. Give us a break. <laughs> but, but yeah, you have you have to start him. I mean, obviously, if he has a really bad preseason and Lennon has an amazing or at least good, okay, yeah, over him, then they're gonna start him. But you, I, in my opinion, you have to start Mitchell. Yeah. What will Johnny Fox do? And then we have a bonus one to look at. In the post biggest fraud in football history, Chip Kelly era. Well, the 49ers go with Brian Tell me how Hoyer, you really feel. <laughs> not only the most hated man in Philadelphia football history, the most hated man in Philadelphia sports history. That's a, that's a strong statement. I, I, I can't really rebuke that. Uh, I can't really think of anyone hated more. No. At least at this point. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll come back to that one day. Um, Brian Hoyer or Matt Barkley for the 49ers? Hoyer. Hoyer, yeah, I'd go with Hoyer too. I mean, I, I really don't have much more to say. I mean, they're they're not a good QB situation either. Uh, you know, it's actually funny though. Uh, I was watching Sports Center today uh, while I was while I was at the gym. I was taking a, I was uh, running on the treadmill watching Sports Center. Right. Uh, this is the first time I've ever seen this. The 49ers have puke buckets. It's it says on trash cans, P U C K. Like they they have it they printed out stickers that said just says puke, so they I can't imagine what the hell that team's going through. I mean I can I can see other teams have that, but that's the first time I've ever seen that on like social media. Yeah, a puke bucket, and <laughs> I I wonder if uh, the NFL is gonna have anything to say about that. Herb Brooks again, again exactly again, but uh, so but, th- that's the competitions that we're watching for players who'll be on the field. What about the players? Who will be off the field to start training camp? Um, here are our notable holdouts. Rick, you want to go through our notable holdouts list? So Dwayne Brown of the Texans uh, wants a bigger contract. Aaron Daniel, or Dan Daniel, I don't know how to fucking say that. The Rams uh, wants a bigger contract, and so does Donald Penn of the Raiders. The Raiders. So all all linemen and def- defensive backs there. Uh, but for me, I mean, I'm taking a personal one on this, is Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is definitely the biggest name right now that's Easy. that's in a holdout right now. Uh, and he he's going to be uh, – the reason why he's on a holdout is because he is on the franchise tag, which he did not want to play on. Correct. So he's making $12.1 million, which – I think would make him the highest paid running back right now. Right. But 
he didn't want to be on the franchise tag uh, because he felt he deserved more. Now, from earlier reports, the Steelers were saying they uh, they offered him more money than twelve, but I, he wanted more. Uh, at this point, it it makes sense that he's on a holdout, but I I hope it doesn't affect the team. Like most most teams that have a player hold out, they seem to do okay at least. Right. Like the, most of the time, there's generally not a problem, which I seriously hope Le'Veon Bell doesn't have a problem. Correct. After this, uh, I mean he's he's had plenty of injuries, which is probably reason why he he wasn't getting the exact money that he wanted. He wanted to be paid like one one of the top wide receivers, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Which is, I think like eighteen. Yeah, M- McCoy's the highest paid running back at ten. Correct. Yeah, or I think it's actually um, only like eight point five or something like that. Yeah. It, it's not it's not that much. Ten definitely the max. But yeah, he is he's definitely the the top right now. Uh, paid, paid, but he's on the franchise tag. Um, and I hope, I hope as a Steelers fan, I hope, I pray that it's not going to do anything. Right. It's not going to hurt the Steelers at all. I mean, I mean, it's going to affect them. Uh, I don't, I don't think it's necessarily selfish. He, he is definitely deserving of a lot of money. Oh uh, yeah, a hundred percent. But I don't know. If he wants, if he's deserving of like that much money, because he he wanted to be paid like like the number two, number three wide receiver in the league, right? Which is very hard, especially in a passers league. I mean, he is kind of just like an extra wide receiver at times, and he is definitely a huge threat. I just don't know if the Steel- the Steelers can't afford the exact money to in case they need to sign anyone else during the season. Correct. So, I mean, it was a smart move on the Steelers, but I hope it doesn't affect their signing uh, leverage over him in the next couple years. Yeah. Uh, I really hope it's not going to be a huge effect on that, but that's really all I have to say about that. Kind of kind of took a personal one on that one. No, you, you will hear me take a lot, a lot of personal takes. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that's that's really all I have to say about that, unless you mm-hmm. want to add something about the holdouts. No, I think what I'm really looking at right now is the next thing as we lead in from uh, training camps is the CTE results. Yes, uh, that that is quite incredible. Now, Rick, I believe you do have the stats up right now. I mean, it's so significant. I was saw on the TV that it's it could lead to Roethlisberger's decision if he's going to retire after the season or not i mean he's he's been he even said after this season that retirement is definitely a possibility uh and at the beginning of training camp he says after 2017 it's definitely a possibility right which is a shitty thought thought to have yeah i mean that that's i mean i'm 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 really scared about that because once you have retirement in mind you you don't get out of retirement you know what I mean? In your mindset, you don't get out of it. He's been talking about it for years. I don't know right. how long it's going to last. But, uh, well, with him as the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So what were some of the results that you noticed? Like, what were some of your big takeaways? Uh, well, the CTE thing? Yeah. Uh, well, probably the biggest takeaway is just the the overall stat. The stat was that 111 brains were looked at. Correct. And 110. These are of uh, retired or dead, deceased 
football players that played in the seventy, the sixties, seventies, and eighties, maybe. Okay. A uh, hundred and ten of them had effects of CTE, which is crazy. That yeah, that's nuts. Now I do want to play devil's advocate on this, right? And and hear me out on this. Uh, during that time, it was a huge steroid era. It was a huge cocaine era. You could argue that if they didn't do those drugs, would they have the same effect? Correct. Because there is some alignance with those drugs to CTE. Because, I mean, if you're all, one, it, it screws it screws with your brain, both those drugs. Two, if you're on those drugs, you apparently feel less pain. So that could be a huge thing. I mean, I remember my one of my favorite documentaries is called Cocaine Cowboys. It is pretty much the uh, the how Miami the, the how Miami was made on cocaine, how it built up this this small city into one of the major cities in the U.S. Rick Ross, cocaine running in my big veins. was built on cocaine, uh, and one of the stories one of the one of the people they interviewed was he was a guy that was obviously bringing in cocaine from Central and South America. Right. Uh, he said that he had the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line in his in his house wanting to do cocaine 24 hours, less than 24 hours before they won the Super Bowl in the 80s. That was one of the stories. That's nuts. And it says here that uh, 44 of those brains that were taken in this experiment okay. were linemen. So, I mean, I'm not just saying all linemen do cocaine, but it was a big drug back in the day. I mean, Michael Orvin did cocaine on the sideline in the LT. 90s. Yeah, exactly. So they they did all all these drugs. Could that have affected their brain? I mean, I, I'm not going to ask you that. I'm just putting that out there. I mean, it could have. It could not have. Yeah. But, I mean, we're, we're not scientists, but it both have been proven – to affect how your brain works. You just won the Super Bowl. What are you going to do next? I'm going to a crackhead's house in Miami. Yeah, man. So <laughs> I, the CTE thing was was pretty big. Um, I don't even know if that was the biggest story in football this week. Uh, I think maybe, if if not equally, maybe even bigger, was the whole Lucky Whitehead situation. More like unlucky exactly. Whitehead. So what the... Uh, the whole situation turned out to be that he was he was identified, falsely identified, but at the time identified as someone that stole something in Virginia. And hours after his arrest in Virginia, he was released. But during that time, that until they cleared his name, once the Dallas Cowboys heard about it, they released him early. Right. Now the Dallas Cowboys, right right before training camp starts, do this. Uh, and then they realize they fucked up. Uh, I can't imagine maybe the few first few days there. I mean, I'm sure some of them will rub it off their shoulders. Other players are probably going to be a little offended by that. I mean, Lucky Whitehead obviously should be offended. And honestly, yeah. I, I wonder if he could sue that police department. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know much about the law. I know the law from law and order. Yeah. 
I wonder if he'd be able to do anything about that uh, for kind of slander and making him lose his job for the time being, at least, until he got signed by the Jets, the missing piece that could bring him from outside of 0-16. To 1-15. <laughs> exactly. Lucky Whitehead went from a good situation to an ugly situation to an ugly situation. To just, I mean, this sucks. Yeah. So it, it sucks for him. I mean, he, I think Lucky Whitehead was probably their number three receiver. Yeah. And he was the kickoff specialist. Yes, he was. But he he got screwed on this. It, it's quite amazing that, I, I, it, it, to me, this is bigger than the CTE thing because this has just been happening for years now. And we know about it ever since the concussion movie. Right. But I I can't I can't believe this isn't like a more of a high storyline this week. I mean, it was for like a few hours. It seemed like. And here's my thing for you. Here's my thing on the whole Lucky Whitehead thing. Yeah. Right. So he gets falsely accused of this crime. You know everything that goes on. He gets released. What the hell is Ezekiel Elliott still doing on that team? What the hell is Greg Hardy still doing on that team? Greg Hardy's not on that team anymore. I thought he was. He was not. Shows how much I give a care about the Cowboys. Um, well, even just look at him when he was on that team. Look at the stuff going on with Zeke right now. Like, stuff that has been documented. Well, Zeke, Zeke is a much better player than Lucky Whitehead. Uh, so, you have that. And, I mean, all his accusations, technically nothing's been proven yet. They, The Dallas Cowboys thought it was proven, and then it was retracted. We have a team with character. Yeah. Jerry Jones. N- not not necessarily. But, uh, but yeah. you know, that, that, that is really rough for him. Just, again, there, my knowledge on how much I care about the, the cowgirls. Um, that's got to stink. I, that, that, that's a bad. Just, it's, it's so bad. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I'm, I'm ready to move on about this. All right. So that was kind of depressing. Yeah, we need to move on with that, dude. What do you, what do you got? Um, nothing better than a trophy. Um, talked about it on the last cast that we had. Um, U.S. pulls it out, wins the Gold Cup in uh, men's soccer, defeating Jamaica 2-1. to one. You didn't think Jamaica was going to make it. The reggae boys, no. Because if, say, Jamaica had won, it would only be the second time in tournament history a team that was not the United States or Mexico won that tournament. It's hmm. almost like a guarantee every year, like that is USA and Mexico, and then the last two times they had the Gold Cup. I mean, they they definitely are the top two. It was Jamaica, like so. Jamaica lost to Mexico in the last one in the finals, and then Jamaica once again they they played very well. Um, a big turning point in the game was early on. Andre Blake, uh, Jamaican keeper, also keeper for the Philadelphia Union, who was not only the keeper of the tournament, the player of the tournament. Why is that? Only allowed two goals in five games, all tournament. Made highlight reel save after save after save after save. Like, diving in the air, getting fully extended, making these insane double saves against the Mexicans and Canada, all these teams. Jamaica wouldn't have gotten nearly as far as they did if they not have Andre Blake in goal. Um, but... And then save the last two. First quarter of the game, so this is why. First quarter of the game, Andre Blake is in goal. Uh, Altidore takes a shot. Beautiful save. The rebound goes out, and Kellen Acosta goes to find it. And he kicks it, but his follow-through hits Andre Blake in the hand. And 
I'm not sure what the official result was, but the original thought was that he broke his hand. Like, could not, was completely wrapped up, was walking around like this. Like, could not continue the game. He goes out, they put in their backup keeper, who did very well Yeah. in his defense. did He made a lot of big saves, but the United States' first goal scored by Altidore. Beauty. It was he, absolute beauty. He got a piece of it. They were saying if Andre Blake was in, he maybe would have got to it. But the story of the game, Jordan Morris. 88th minute, game winner. Wins the cup. It was it was not a pretty goal, but he was just right. He was there at the right time. time. So Jordan Morris, three years, three cups. Three years ago, when he was at Stanford, wins the NCAA national championship. It was a little more two years. I meant three years, three cups. Two years ago, Stanford NCAA player of the year, national champion. Opts to not go to Europe to continue his career. Decides to sign with the local Seattle Sounders. Play in his hometown. Okay. Wins the Rookie of the Year and MLS Cup in his first season last year. And now this year, even though he's in a little bit of a slump, he came out of it in the Gold Cup. Finished tied for the most goals in the tournament. And obviously had the game-winning goal in the Gold Cup. Um, So here's a question. Do you believe Jordan Morris will join... Christian Tenacious P. Polisic as the future of Team USA. And why wouldn't he? I mean, at this point, I mean, all the main stars for USA, they're getting up in age. Yeah. Out the door, Bradley, Howard, which is, he's ancient. Timmy's 39 now. Ancient. And it's probably going to be the goalie in the next World Cup. Like, what, are you really going to put an MLS goalie in against the Belgians, the Germans, the English, the Argentines, the Brazilians? Like, how much luck are they really going to have putting a goalie in in one of the lower leagues in the world? Be like, okay, here comes Messi. Here yeah. comes uh, here comes Harry Kane. Here comes Marco Royce. Yeah. Go, go stop him. You can't even – you can't stop Tommy McNamara in the MLS. Go stop uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, but I mean, I agree with you. I can say it's like, it has to come because it's, it's at it, that point. Cause if I it mean, doesn't, we're in trouble. How, how old is Dempsey? Do you know? Dempsey's getting up there too. I'm not exactly sure of his age. Dempsey Altador is up in age. Uh, Altador up in age. is actually, <laughs> let me double check right now. As I look up for, I think Altador is still pretty young. Clint Dempsey's age is he is currently 34. Okay. So he has one more. Goalies, obviously, Tim Howard's 39. Goalies have a much longer shelf life. That is true. And, but he's, I mean, he's still ancient for a goalie. It, it's, what is shelf life? I feel like it's only like two more years at least. I mean, you, yeah. you, I never hear of too many goalies that one start for a, for a team, let alone start for their country at the age of 39. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, Tim Howard's back in the MLS. You know, how they're just saying, like, oh, throw an MLS goalie in there in mm-hmm. the World Cup. Tim Howard played for Everton. Yeah. Played for, you know, not the top Premier League team, but a pretty decent team and did very well. And do we, we even have to bring up his World Cup experience and his that game against Belgium. It was, I mean, that... Um, Altidore is 27, Bradley's 29. So they still have a little bit more to go. I just feel like Brad. I, I mean, I guess he's been playing for the past eight years, and I, that's all. That's all I'm thinking about. But he just, yeah. I just feels like he's been there for a long time. So I guess okay. Uh, but I mean, there are there are they do need to get new talent in there because if they keep going every year to the World Cup with the same team, I mean, it's going to be the same result. 
Yeah. Uh, th- no way that they're getting better, especially the older guys. No way they're going to get better. They can only get worse at this point. Right, especially, you know, Deuce being 34 now. Mm-hmm. You know, you're only going to get he's, – he's now officially becoming a super sub. Yes. Um, 14 straight undefeated games. Bruce Arena has yet to lose. Is he the answer? <laughs> For what? To win the World Cup? We'll get into that in a second. Uh, I mean, you, there's no denying. He's the only American coach to take the men's team into the World Cup quarterfinals. I mean, this could be the best that the team has been, maybe ever, uh, debatably. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I, I don't think I can really say yes or no to that. I, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good question, and we'll probably be able to answer that in a few more years, if not a few more months when their next competition comes up. 330 days to the World Cup of who's okay. counting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for the World Cup, I mean, you can only hope that USA does better yeah. than, than their last showing. Cause it we wasn't... are just so, so far behind. The Belgians, England, Germany, Argentina, France, Italy, Chile, I mean, U- US Mexico. Soccer, U.S. soccer is definitely making advances, but probably not as fast as all these other con- countries. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely because it's not our main sport where in these other countries, soccer is the main sport. So speaking of that, let's leapfrog into our first questionable call or our questions of the week. I'm figuring now questionable call would be a nice little thing to throw in there. I like that. That's that's creative. Uh, thank you very much. Um, first questionable call. If the United States put its best athletes into soccer, would we win the World Cup? No. Why not? I, I think we already just answered this. I mean, other other countries are so far ahead of us. Um, we we have definitely made strides in the past few years, and we've made attempts in the past few years. Uh, but I don't think there's the great talent that's coming out of great teams like Belgium that we're going to compare with them. So, no. Uh, yeah, like say say, say, say we compare so. to Belgium. Beat us two to one in the uh, round of sixteen with a Tim Howard like twenty three save performance. Um, that team is ridiculously stacked. Yes, Courtois and goal, Alderweireld, Nangolin, Hazard, Lukaku. Like that team is so so good. Axel Witzel, and they haven't won anything yet. Yeah. It's, I think what people saw is our Twitter poll for the week actually voted yes if we did put our best athletes in, we would win. Because people would say, oh, imagine LeBron James as a central defensive midfielder. Imagine putting Adrian Peterson as a striker. The, okay, the, the, I misunderstood the question. You're, you're, I, I mean, I'm still going to say no, but you're, you're saying overall every sport athletes. Correct. Oh, okay. I, I, well, still no. Yeah. Um, but like the classic examples put Calvin Johnson in goal. Like the 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 other team would never score. Calvin Johnson. Megatron. He's st- he's still considered one of our best athletes. I guess. Um, but so here's my argument for no. So yeah, I'm sorry if I didn't clarify that more. But is you know, say we took LeBron, the LeBron Jameses, the um Cam Newtons, all these guys we've been talking about, the Lavar Balls, um. <laughs> If we're gonna, Stop. P- yeah, 
Dude, undefeated, one-on-one. Um, here's why we wouldn't. Is yes, soccer, you have a physical presence. Well, I met Tottenham, dude. Harry Kane is massive. He's a striker. He's like 6'3", and just jacked out of his mind. Like, very, like, very, very, not like jacked, like muscle, like, like bodybuilder. But, like, mm-hmm. you can tell he's in phenomenal shape. Like, yes, size plays into it. Look at Messi. Messi's not a big guy. I believe if I double check my height for Messi right now, he's under six foot. Leo Messi's five seven. He's my height, and is one out. of the best players in the is not is not only one of the best players in the world is one of the greatest players of all time. Period. Um, it's an art, as well. When you get to that point, when you get into that level where it's such high competition, yes, talent also plays a factor into it. Yeah. But you got to look at, like, the tactics, the way the teams play, the style that they play with. Yeah, USA is very down to basics compared to teams like those. Correct. And I, I can't – I mean, if, say, say, like, I don't know, if we had people that's on USA that studied, like, Tom Brady studies. Right. Uh, we may have a better chance. I'm not saying that they don't study, but I every every sport I never hear of anyone that studies more than Tom Brady. Right. So I, if we had every team to study like that and to train like that, we'll train like Tom Brady was when he was still in his thirties. Uh, well, he still is early thirties. Then I think we would have a better shot, but we don't. Uh, it's completely opinion. We don't. And here's something else to consider, too. Sure. Um, coaching. Okay. Yes, Bruce Arena is undefeated in his first 14 games. What's a name well, who, who of we, Bruce who Arena? Faced? Correct. Not only of who we face, the toughest team we face is Mexico. And we tied them. But, like, when you look at the name of the coaching staff, as far as like, what's a Bruce Arena to a Antonio Conte to a Yergi Lowe? To a even um to the most people that, you, that that's gonna be listening to this podcast, you're just saying names that no one knows of. Let me put it this way: they're really freaking good. Yeah. They are very, very, very good coaches. Bill Belichick of soccer. Correct. Those names that I just mentioned are literally the Bill Belichicks. The Bruce Arena is. I, I can't even think of a comparison to name it. It's almost like embarrassing to put it in the sentences together, like mm-hmm. like the like a Lane Kiffin. Okay. Like college football, but you just, you know, can't really get it to the next level. Um, so that's my thoughts on that. I mean, it the moving on and winning and moving into that next stage where we have really, really improved as a country to get ready for the World Cup. That's great. We're still very far away, even if we do put LeBron James as a nine up top. Um. You want, you want to move on from this? Yeah, I was about to ask. So, let's jump into that second question now. Um, Kyrie, the whole thing when we were talking about he's not answering the Cavs' phone calls. Obviously, yeah. pretty pretty rough going on right there. So, here's the question. Second question we'll call of the week. Obviously, right now, Kyrie is in a breakup with the Cavs. Possibly. Yeah, I mean, they could not make that trade. Because he he doesn't have an option right at this moment. Right. He doesn't have a new trade clause, or he doesn't he can't flex that. No. So I mean that it's it's still very possible that he will still play for the Cavs. Right. Uh, but go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, you're good. So tell me. Top three biggest breakups in sports history. Okay, I wish I had a little more time to prepare for this. Do you, by any chance, have a top three? Yes, I do. Okay, give, give me yours first. Let, let me, uh, let me, let me think about this. Okay, so here's my top three. Top three biggest breakups in sports history. Number three, the Colts NFL franchise in the city of Baltimore. Dude, it's so funny that you brought that up. Uh, one of the things that I actually saw this week, I I have not seen it in years, was one of those Mayflower trailers. Yeah. Like from the from the video of when they were packing up in the middle of the night. Right, and just that, literally just took everything and the, left. I saw I saw one of those, and that's the first thing that I thought of. Was, yeah. Was the was the uh, Baltimore Colts. But, yeah. but go so ahead. I, I got to go with the Colts. The way that they left in the middle of the night, you know, they had loved that. And it's not like they were an unsuccessful franchise. They had been to a few Super Bowls, lost to the Jets, Super Bowl three. Yeah. you know, Broadway and the famous guarantee. Um, Just the way that they left again in the middle of the night and just, you know, they had loved those Colts. Pretty shitty. Yeah. I mean, it was shitty. Uh, it made sense why they moved. Uh, Pretty shitty. But I, I can definitely see that being <laughs> – a big breakup, but what's what's your next one? Number two, Lane Kiffin in USC. Nice for this reason, the way everything happened. Did Lane Kiffin deserve to be fired? Yes. The way that they pulled him off of the team bus at LAX and said, "Hey, you got a phone call outside," informed them that he was fired, and then the team bus pulled away as he was outside on the phone call, being told that he was fired took all of his baggage and pulled away and left him stranded at the airport. <laughs> so that that's your number two overall? I just got to do it. because I, like, I'm, I'm thinking about this now. Your number two overall is that? I mean, in recent years, yeah. Yeah, because, <laughs> because it's, A, I wanted to go a little different because, you know, there is a lot of ones that, you'll sit, that people will say. I, was, I wanted to go a little bit different. But just, like, it, that's like, at least, like, take me out to dinner before you screw me over. Say like again. Um, like. <laughs> um, so, I, I had to go with that one. And then number one for me has to be the LeBron and the decision. Same thing. I'm going. Oh, for, when going to Miami? I'm going for the drama, man. The drama of the Colts' heartbreak, the city of Baltimore, and leave in the middle of the night. Lane Kiffin gets dumped at the airport, gets left there, and they take all of his stuff in the process. Um, and just the all draw out of that whole thing. LeBron going, I'm going to make my decision on a live air TV thing at this boys club, and I'm going to keep the entire world waiting on me. And obviously... It was entertaining. It was very entertaining. And he, and he, and he donated all the money from it. See, I, I don't hate the decision. Okay. I, I don't hate the decision because, I mean, he, he did it for charity. Right. Uh, and th- that was obvious. He, I, I don't know what charity he did, but I remember it was for charity. Everything they got for it was for charity. And it was good TV, especially the hours afterwards where everyone in Cleveland was burning LeBron James jerseys. Oh, that was even more entertaining. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that was definitely a huge breakup. I The first time they left, I mean, he's soon going to leave again. Uh, but the first time he left was definitely, I think, more heartbreaking than the second time he's going to leave. Yes, because it's going to happen again. Yeah, I mean, he very well could go to the Lakers or wherever else, but it's going to happen again because he, he can't get away from the drama. No, not at all. 
But uh, and again, drama, drama, drama. But definitely got to go with the decision. Heartbroken entire city had this whole drawn out huge ordeal for it, and look at the fallout of it. And then yet that leads to the return, him getting the ring for Believe Land, and just look at all like just look at how how that decision set up just the rest of the landscape for the NBA. Yeah, no, I mean. It- it definitely ch- it definitely changed the M- NBA eras of the super teams and okay, the big threes. I, speaking of, speaking of changing, I, I I think I think I got a couple of mine. Okay, or let's my, hear them. my three. But uh, let's go with my let's go with number three. Uh, it's kind of similar is like changing the landscape of the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wayne Gretzky uh, getting traded from the Oilers to the Kings. Now, why is that a big tr- change in the landscape of the league? Well, one. If Wayne Gretzky was able to stay with the Oilers, they probably would have won more cups. Definitely. I mean, th- his team was so his team was so stacked, and he worked well with those players. Right. When he got traded to the Kings, it he he got a lot. He was able to get a lot of money, but he wasn't able to get the experience around him. Correct. He got some experience, and they got to one final yeah, while he lost, was there, so. and they lost. But I think that that changed the landscape of the league because one. Uh, it brought all those hockey teams to California. Yeah. It brought the Sharks and the Ducks at pretty much very, very close to each other. Correct. Him moving to California uh, improved the fanhood in California, and that, that changed the landscape of the league. It added teams. He, I, I mean, it was brought up in his 30 for 30, uh, the King's Ransom, that he, he was one of the reasons why the, the NHL grew, especially in California. No, so, I hundred percent agree with you on that. So that that's my first one. Second one, uh, I, I actually I, I was kind of while uh, Feds was doing his thing, I was kind of looking it up, and I agreed with this one. So I'm, I, I kind of stole this one. This wasn't really off off the top of my head, but it was Michael Jordan leaving the league, not not just the Bulls, the league in 1993, after his father's death, he. Wanted to do something else. He wanted to go play baseball because uh, his father loved baseball. And then insert the entire plot to Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And him leaving definitely affected the league for years. Uh, and it was just such a big story because he he was retiring early. Uh, it was the first time he retired. He's actually one of the he's one of the only players in professional sports that retired like twice. Yeah, and came back. But yeah, he he retired. Uh, they hung up his jersey. He came back and they took it down. I think yeah, Mike, Michael Jordan leaving. What was that? That's why he had to wear forty five at first when he came back into the league. And then uh, Isaiah Thomas made that comment about uh, how now he's wearing forty five. He's not as good, and then he changed to twenty three and beat him in the uh, NBA finals. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I think Michael Jordan leaving changed the league. With got. Got other people to win championships, i.e. the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. During that time, uh, the bad boys. And then my number one, uh, he he was brought up earlier, and he actually kind of mentioned it in his song, Shaq and Kobe. Shaq this. That I mean, for me, um, that that may not be the biggest one overall, but this is definitely one of the more memorable ones, because uh, along with this diss track to Levar Ball, he made a diss track about Kobe. There was a lot of bad beef. Kobe was underneath the shadow of Shaq. Uh, Kobe wanted to win a championship without Shaq. Uh, Shaq knew this. Um, 
So they had to make moves to so both would be happy. Uh, Shaq went to Miami, won a championship there, and Kobe won a championship in L.A. So they both won right. without each other, but it was just such a big landmark in the sport as well. See, I'm not even a big NBA fan. My top two were NBA just because I know that both those were so big. Right, and as you mentioned, like look at how much it changed the game at that time. Yeah, other people winning championships. Right, Shaq goes to Miami. They get one. Kobe does eventually get some without Shaq. That was it. That was funny though in the diss track. I was like, "Yeah, you thought Kobe and I had beef? We yeah, did. I, I, yeah, did. Yeah, you did. You definitely did. You guys hated each other. Well, maybe they didn't like each other now, but those are my three. I I do. I, I like it. I, I I do like. I like your two. The link given one for me. Like, I don't think that's like the biggest one. I mean, that's that's a pretty recent one. That's pretty big, but that's not my. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put that in my. As, as far, I can yeah. definitely see. I can definitely see your first two or your one, your three, being my three. I just. I had to put it in there just for how funny it was. I mean, <laughs> yeah, true. But uh, uh, but I definitely agree. Like obviously, Shaq and Kobe's bigger. Jordan, Gretzky, all three of yours are bigger than my number two, and even I'd say my number three as well. Because when I was doing some research, none of them had even mentioned the Colts leaving Baltimore. I mean, no, that that's actually. A, I think that's actually a, a really good one. I, I'm I'm definitely not taken away from that. That's yeah. that's a definitely interesting take on your question. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just like mine better. <laughs> no, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No, that's we all have opinions here. This is America, First Amendment. Yeah, man. All right, man. Let's. Uh, you ready to wrap this up? Yeah. So uh, speaking of your take on that, let's hit up on our our final takes of the show. Um, we got a few good ones. Starting off, the Bagwars camp is already very very excited for their um opening of training camp as the jacksonville jaguars tweeted out to send gifts to their twitter account gif 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 i always just call it a gif no Um, no no i i I agree with you but it sounded like you just said gifts gifs yeah so gift um the jags say send us a gif about your excitement of the season and they just got the worst responses ever like people like gifts of people just like shaking their heads. Uh, my personal favorite was um from Game of Thrones, Theon jumping off the ship. Oh Jesus! Just running, running away. Like it was an absolute failure. And it looks like the Bagwars are very alive and well as they prepare for another sub five hundred season in Jacksonville. All right, my my next final take: Colby Altman named the new Cavs GM. Unfortunate for him, he is now in one of the shittiest situations you can find yourself as a new GM with the LeBron, Kyrie beef, with not be not the team not really signing a big name. They sign Rose, but he is an injury threat. So he has some interesting things to deal with in the next couple of years. Yeah, definitely not believe land there right now. Um, uh, talk about some MLB ejections. We had a few good ones. Um, you had with the Blue Jays, you had three Blue Jay players given, uh, Stroutman and Martin ejected in one minute. The manager Givens gets, gets ejected for arguing calls. And then Stroutman got, and Martin both argued the calls right after that, literally like the pitch afterwards. And all three of them were ejected within one minute. Um, (laughs) that, that seriously has to be a record. Yeah, and it's crazy, too, when you think about it. You know, it's it's funny to look at the Blue Jays. They were ejected from the playoffs in May. Um, but that's got to 
that's just that's too funny. Three people kicked out in a minute. Yeah, man. What about the uh, Adrian Beltre one? And Adrian Beltre, same thing, was ejected, um, questioning calls and stuff like that. Well, he, no, he he got or no, he was no, calls. he, he it, was the mat, right? It was the mat one. He got tossed because the uh, I think it was the first base umpire. I don't know who he, what his name is, but who cares at this point? He told Adrian Beltre to get back on the on deck circle. Uh, to start swinging there, where he was standing was, I guess he didn't want him there. So Adrian Beltran moved it and placed it down, and he got ejected right after that. But the funny thing is, the context of when he got ejected, it was against Miami. Miami was up like sixteen to two. Yeah, like some ridiculous score. There was no reason to eject him at that point. Like he 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 knew that they lost. And it robbed him of an at bat. He's four hits away from three thousand. Yeah, I mean that's gonna be that's gonna be huge once he hits it. I think it's gonna be huge. I don't know if it's as big as it used to be, but I I, I mean I I enjoy AJ Beltran. I think so because who's who else is close to three thousand right now? Uh, yeah, I exactly. Um, so yeah. Speaking of which, what happened to uh, the honorable judge, <laughs> Aaron Judge? He uh, during a walk off celebration. He got his uh, tooth chipped and lost a part of his tooth. He was jumping up, and someone's helmet hit him in the top right corner of his mouth. Yeah. And he lost a piece of his tooth. So, I mean, he already has uh, an interesting smile. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily have straight teeth. Definitely doesn't have straight teeth now. Even more so. Five years in the pokey for assaulting a judge. Just putting that out there. <laughs> um. Bob Bradley was named the first ever coach of MLS expansion side LAFC, the father of Michael Bradley, captain of the United States men's soccer team. Um, we'll be very interested to see how Bob Bradley does. This is his first coaching stint um, after he was brought in to help save Swansea City of the Premier League from relegation and being kicked out of the Premier League. Um for those of you that don't know how that yeah, works. He, he got fired real fast. 11 matches. He lasted 11 games in charge. How do you fire someone that fast? 11 games. I mean, I, I know in like the NFL now, like it's supposed to be like three years and then you get fired. Or that's what it used to be. Now it just seems like it's it after one year. That's a, even less than one year. It was a year. quarter. The Premier League is notorious for how quickly managers get. I think that they have the lowest average um coaching tenure ship in all of europe i think the average um that a coach lasts is about three years really the longest tenure coach um the leader of the most evil team in the world arsenal uh arsene wenger has been there for 20 21 years there's not not much to show for it yeah thank you frick arsenal (laughs) um but, uh, so it will be interesting to see how Bob Bradley responds after that, you know, because it that's got to be that's really well. rough. You're on the biggest stage in the soccer in the soccer world, the Premier League, the biggest the biggest league in the world, and you only lasted a quarter of the season, and then your replacement Paul Clement actually saves Swansea from relegation and keeps them in the Premier League. So it'll be very so interesting that's, that's going to say that goes. LFFC is going to suck this first year, at least until they fire him. More than a quarter of the well, year. Well, I mean, New York City FC had Jason Christ for the first year. They sucked. They yeah. fired him, brought in Patrick Vieira, finishing second last year. They're in third right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's very possible. But uh, 
Let's see how that happens. Final one. Uh, I think it's well-deserved signing. Uh, Ryan Johansson got an extension for eight years from the Nashville Predators in the NHL. Uh, in my opinion, this is that is the signing to start a dynasty. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that is the signing they to— They have the right pieces there. They have the right pieces. I mean, they had to give up James Neal to expansion draft, but they have all the right pieces there. And they, they made a cup run this year. They didn't win. Uh— they were, they finished eighth, right? Eighth in the regular season standings and Correct. got all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals, lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're Penguins. they're going to be. Uh, did I say Steelers? Yeah. Oh shit, man. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that. It's going to be a dynasty there. I am predicting it right now that that is going to be a dynasty. But uh, I'm ready to cut it off here, man. Yeah, I, I would like to see them become a. The best of the West. Yeah. and Let's go Preds. Obviously, Rick and I are both Devils fans here, but it would be nice to see them do well. Alrighty, yeah. Um, successful episode two. Yeah, man. I, I'm happy with this one. Thank you guys for watching. If you could, please like and subscribe to us. We are on now SoundCloud. on Twitter, too. And we're also on Twitter. Our, our Twitter handle is at wideopen underscore sports. Uh, and... I'm, I was told that our logo is soon going to be released. Yes. So our things won't be blank anymore. We will have a big reveal. And I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. But thank you guys for listening. Please like and subscribe to us on SoundCloud again. Thank you. Have a good evening, good day, good night. Whenever you watch this, thank you for listening. Good night, New Jersey. Do you believe these guys are our future leaders in America? so very much for all the appreciation and all the great moments that we've experienced together. You stay classy. That's all, folks.